is under the bus with me. Seems like it comes about every three months, does it not? <clears throat> and that is true. Great to see you folks here this morning. But it does. It seems like last year, Christmas time was just here a few months ago. Well, Christmas Day, December the 25th, has been mentioned already this morning. It's right around the corner. It's going to be on a Sunday morning this year. Just a few days away, all the kids are excited, no doubt, can't wait. And I want to tell all of you moms and dads who are yet to move back into your house after the great flood of August, mention that again in just a moment, it doesn't matter to the kids where you are for Christmas as long as you have bought plenty of stuff for them. You could be in a pup tent out in your backyard and it doesn't matter. Am I right? Amen. They don't need turkey and ham and all that. You just get them some presents and they're as happy as the proverbial lark. We used to have someone attended our church years ago that thought that statement was happy as a lord. I don't know the relevance of either one of them, so anyway, we'll move on. But I'm sure there's parents here today that have been reminded of this fact that Christmas time is right around the corner. You've been reminded of that many, many times by your children. And along with that, they have told you many times what they expect to be there for them when Christmas morning comes. And everyone said, Amen. This year, for so many of us, there's been many, many challenges. There's been a lot of problems. There's been a lot of difficulties. And some here at Grace Church have experienced just very heartbreaking very difficult times this year. You faced extreme difficulties with your family. Some of you are facing realities concerning your children, young and old, that you never thought in a million years you'd ever have to face. Some have had their share of marital difficulties. Things have come to the surface concerning you and or your spouse. It's been a very traumatic year for a lot of folks here at Grace Church. Some have faced harsh financial difficulties and some have even had to say goodbye to friends and loved ones if they've passed from this life to the next life. And then came August of this year, the flood of the century and according to some, the flood of the millennium. For so many of you, your house is still in a, some state of disrepair some of you are worried about furniture and where you're going to get it, how you're going to afford it, where it's going to come from, and so on. And so I submit to you this morning, ready or not, ready or not, it's Christmas time again. It's going to be up to all of us today to, as to what perspective or what kind of outlook we give the Christmas season it's going to be up to all of us to determine what that outlook is going to be. But I want to encourage you here this morning to embrace the spirit of our worship team as they just presented our Christmas presentation. I don't want anyone here to forget that no matter what's going on in your life right now, Jesus can always be celebrated. And I want to say this to everyone in the house today. You may not have been spared of trial and trouble and heartache this year. You may not have had a whole lot of grace and mercy, it seems, concerning things that have happened. But I want to tell you this. You still have Jesus. 
I thought that would get a little more response. I learned a long time ago when it comes to hardship, when it comes to those curveballs that life can blindside us with, I've learned a long time ago, if I can find a prayer closet somewhere, it don't take very long for God to give me a new perspective and a new dimension. Hey, Joseph was betrayed by his brother, but God brought him out on top of all of that. Moses committed murder. David committed adultery. But God never left these people. He was always beside them. The three Hebrew boys were thrown into a fiery furnace. Daniel into a den of lions. But God came. But God came. And he never left them. He never forsook them. And neither will he forsake you here this morning. Somebody clap your hand and shout, yeah! I think all of us as Christian people, we talk about the power of the Holy Ghost out of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Well, it's time to put it, it's time to manifest it. It's time to put it out in front. If we have the power of the Holy Ghost, we can, we can square our shoulders and put our chin in the air and said, despite hell or high water this year, I'm still a child of God. God is still with me. He has not left me. He's not forsaken me. And come on, Christmas time, I'm ready. I'm ready to celebrate Jesus. I'm ready to celebrate the joy of the season life ain't over with yet and god is still on the throne hallelujah praise god i kind of hate this is a little five minute thing right now i'm feeling a little preach here this morning and i'm i'm i want to tell you i'm preaching to me as much or more than anyone else here today i need to be reminded of these things so with everything in me i want to suggest that we do everything we can to push aside all the problems, all the difficulties, and point our finger in the face of trial and difficulty, the despair caused by loved ones, and a house is still in an upheaval, and determine that we're going to accept the date that's coming up on the calendar. And we're going to celebrate Jesus this year like we never have. I want to tell you, the devil would like nothing more than for you to take the gloom and doom point of view and say, why me and why all these horrible things? He would like nothing more for you to do that. But the Holy Ghost on the inside of you is saying something different. It's saying, hey man, God is still on your side. And as the praise team just sang this morning, if God be for us, if God be for us, then who can be against? us. Hey, it's Christmas time again, and I say let's celebrate. This isn't in my notes, and I get real nervous with myself when I stray away from notes, but I remember when I was a teenager, when I was a heathen and used to listen to pop music. There used to be a song on the radio. I don't know who sang it, but they said, Hey, I just want to celebrate, celebrate. Some of you other folks have been listening to pop music too, right? Boy, you walked right into that one, didn't you? <laughs> right up right around the front. I need to see somebody after church. We won't call any names. But that's the way I feel right now. I have a lot to be thankful for. I have a lot to rejoice about. I have a lot to sing about. I'm still vertical to the ground, man. I'm on this side of the terra firma, and I've got God rumbling on the inside of me, and life is going to happen, and life is going to happen, and life is going to happen. 
But let me tell you something. God is going to happen too. God is going to happen and the church is still triumphant. And it's still going to roll forward in Jesus' name. Woo! Hallelujah! I've heard folks say that we inadvertently threw this away and we inadvertently threw that away. But we still have Jesus. We still have all the promises in the Bible. We still have our church. We still have each other. And you know what? There are some prophecies that come to the surface around this time of the year. We have them too. And they've already been fulfilled. We're not waiting for them to be fulfilled like the Jews were in the Old Testament. These have been fulfilled. The Bible said, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. They may not have understood that in the Old Testament, but the New Testament adds, God with us. That's what that means. Not a short time, not temporarily, and not just when things are going good. But Jesus told his disciples, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. I am with you unto the end of the world. Hallelujah to God. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and they shall call his name Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform this. And I still feel it here this morning. The zeal of the Holy Ghost. The power. The fervency. The the divine sanction. The anointing. God has not left us. Neither has he left the church. So hey, Grace Church. It's Christmas time again. It's Christmas time again. You know, and one of the things that parents my age say they rejoice, look forward to, and enjoy, as it is applicable, the empty nest syndrome. It's funny how you love your kids when they come to you as an infant, but you sure enjoy it when they leave as adults. Ta-ta. Adios. We finally, you look at your spouse and say, we finally, after, for some of you poor people, 30, 40 years, you finally get your life back. The kids are gone. Let me tell you the downside of empty nest is Christmas time. That's the downside. I don't have a nice, robust 13-year-old son in the house anymore to go up in the attic and get the Christmas tree. I did it last year. Guess who did it this year? Not me. She's reminded me of that two or three times. I wasn't at home, okay? She could have waited till I got back, but she didn't. She knows how I feel about it anyway, so. But you miss the kids. I recently pulled out a home movie that we made, and I, I'm so brilliantly wise and what have you, and I, I amaze myself sometimes. But I had enough sense. We bought one of them old 1948 
video recorder things, that big hoon-chaw thing that you had to set on your shoulder and the battery weighed about 50 pounds. And I set it up in the living room on a tripod and I was so proud I had all this fine, high-tech electronic equipment when my kids were small. And I put it running for about four hours watching our family when we lived in Youngstown decorate our Christmas tree. Well, I pull that out every once in a while and I watch it with tears streaming down my face. I literally do. And I can't explain it, but for about the past two years, I've really missed my kids being at home. That's not an invitation to move back. I just miss them. I <laughs> uh, just want to go ahead and make that little statement while I'm on that subject. <laughs> but I miss Marcus and Casey at home, and we have lots of great, great memories. But I can promise you today that all of our memories center and revolve around one thing. And that's a celebration of Christmas. Yeah, we've done Christmas trees and we did the Santa Claus thing when they were little. But they were always taught there's only one reason that all of this happens. And his name is Jesus. So what I'd like to do here this morning, and it probably has become personally, if you'll mind me being a little bit selfish this morning, if you'll stand with me today. What has become perhaps one of my most favorite Christmas carols, and they sang several lines of it this morning, is just simply, Oh, come, let us adore him. I don't know what will be happening next Sunday. <laughs> I've learned with Christmas programs that revolve around children, you just don't ask too many questions, and you demonstrate a lot of confidence in the people that's heading it up. So that's what we're doing. Sandy, God bless you, wherever you are, and, and your staff and team of people. But today is a wonderful, wonderful environment. And some of you will go home to a mobile home that's temporarily set up in your yard or you'll go home to live with family and friends because your house is in a terrible state of disrepair. I hope you're in it by Christmas. I know the people you're living with hope you're in it by Christmas. For all of you folks that have people living with you, you can pay me later for that. <clears throat> but this time of year, and I think one of the things that makes Christmas so attractive and so appealing is it's just a phenomenal way to bring Jesus right into the middle of our hearts, our lives, our church, and our living rooms, and our family. I don't know about you, but I love my family. I hope you love yours. And sometimes we have crosswords and we bat things around and we don't agree on everything, but we're still a family. But I have another family here this morning, and that's Grace Church. And I love you folks more than you know. Sister Murphy and I love you people. And you're our family. I see most of you more than I do my own family. So I want to invite you to come today with your family, everybody in the house, all of our guests. This isn't an altar service, but if you'll just come around the front, gather your family in with you as much as possible. If your family's not here with you today, just stand close to a friend. If you don't have a friend, just stand by yourself. But gather in with your family. And let's bring Jesus right into the middle of our family, to the middle of our relationships.
and ask God to help us celebrate this year with a true spirit of thanksgiving, a true spirit of appreciation. Does anybody here today feel blessed besides me? There's room. Everybody gather in. There's room. Make room for everybody. People are backed up in the aisles. We're not going to do anything to make you feel weird. Just this is It's Christmas time, folks. It's Christmas time again. and There's plenty of room. Y'all come on. Casey, if y'all are seeing this today, let's adore Him with our family. Let's love each other today. Let's love Jesus, shall we? Y'all sing this morning. Let's give up some worship and praise to Jesus. Oh, come.